Welcome to the Thriveability Podcast. This is the podcast you listen to during a walk, a bike ride, or any other physical activity you can do outside. And today is a special day. I'm super excited to have this special guest. He is a nutrition guru. He is like a walking encyclopedia of of nutrition. And he has helped numerous people to reverse heart disease and completely go off medicine and feel vibrant again, which is fascinating how he does it with just diet alone. And his purpose is to turn the Netherlands into a blue zone. And on top of that, I'm very grateful to call him a close friend. So, Eisbrand, welcome to the show. Thank you. So great to be here. Yeah, so Eis, first things first, why is there so much confusion on the matter of nutrition? Well, that's a great question. And we can talk hours about that, but I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> um, well, I think one of the main things is we just lose ourselves into, um, yeah, just really going too deep into nutrients and what nutrients uh, is responsible uh, responsible for this and that. And also the way we get our information about nutrition, there's so many uh, bloggers and vloggers, et cetera, just making a lot of claims and making a lot of money out of uh, different diets and approaches and uh, also a lot of companies involved in producing specific foods. So yeah, we just need to go back to basic and to really understand this whole matter and look at the, yeah, the whole body of scientific evidence. In the introduction, I said that your purpose is to make a blue zone of the Netherlands. So, Ice, what is a blue zone and why is it important to you to turn the Netherlands into one? Well, just a little background on myself. Um, I was always um, yeah, just interested in health and well-being, etc. And then at a certain point, uh, there was a lot of heart disease in my family and until one of my very sporty um uh, grandfather who was a dutch rowing champion always super fit former commando he got uh, heart disease uh, vascular dementia and eventually died of, of a stroke and that really triggered me to go really into the search of okay what is optimum health and then i found out in this search and just yeah my approach was basically just look at the best professors the best scientists that publish the most uh, at the best universities and what are they saying and then i found out about this research about the blue zones where people live the longest the healthiest and the happiest and there turned out to be five places all over the world all in different places where people did just that and all scientifically proven and validated and that was super interesting because if we can mimic what they do um would it work and then I was so fascinated because it's not just only food, but it's movement, it's purpose, it's uh, how you deal with stress, if you have a bigger meaning in your life. So it's a whole package deal that I really liked. And then there was huge uh, scientific support for these findings as well. So that got me super excited about this. Yeah. And so why did you pick food out of those things? Yeah. So I'm not solely focused on food but it's i think is one really important pillar because uh, of course we don't control a lot in our lives actually but we do get to make a lot of choices each day and just making a good choice or uh, improving your choices around food can really dramatically usually for people in the uh, western world just really dramatically improve your well-being your health your energy your recovery from sports and i think that's just quite an 
yeah, in a way, easy or simple, not always easy pillar to really improve on and just really get benefit out of that really quickly. What do people in the blue zone eat? And, and is that the optimal diet? Yeah, and that's, that's, I think, a really important thing that you're pointing at, like optimal diet. And usually, I mean, sometimes when I get into a food dis- uh, um, discussions, it's like a religion almost. It's like, no, you don't believe in my God or I don't believe in your God. It's, uh, people get so fanatic around their food. And I think just a really important point to start is to really ask the question like, okay, what's an optimal diet? And for me, that is phrased in... Uh, an optimal diet supports that you live the longest, uh, the healthiest, the happiest, basically. And from out of that question, answering that question, that really helps to sift through good scientific evidence and not so good scientific evidence. So I think they're very, very close to an optimal diet. And that's what I always do, try to make that uh, discernment between what's uh, most optimal, what's least optimal, and then you can make your own choices based on your own goals. And I think they're really close to an optimal diet. They mainly ate um, plant-based diet, 95% plant-based diet on all these five spots in the world. And uh, so that's uh, whole grains, that's legumes, that is uh, vegetables, fruits, uh, nuts and seeds, and a, a little bit of yeah, like 5% uh, will be animal products, mostly on special occasion. Yeah. And it also sounds like, oh, hey, it's, you know, you still have the 5%. So you can still, if you really enjoy it, there are also, also people who don't want to eat animals for environmental reasons because they're the, the main environmentally destructive food sources but also the idea of eating animals but if if you're if you're not bound by that then it's nice right you can still have your five percent and be optimally healthy for me it's like hey what diet is able to reverse chronic disease so if you for instance have heart disease and you would uh, want to reverse it the quickest a fully plant-based diet will reverse it even quicker than a 95 percent plant-based diet so you can make it even better by removing the uh, animal-based foods but you have to make sure that that what the animal-based foods are providing, you are providing by plants. But then you get back to uh, food is a whole package deal. So you can make it better by, for instance, if you're eating meat, uh, you get iron, you get B12, you get protein, but you also get uh, cholesterol, saturated fat, uh, hormones, and all these other kinds of uh, things that are correlated with not great health outcomes. I, I love this approach. It's the same like focusing more on what is great will also mean you'll do less of what's not great. Same like some people only focus on stopping with bad habits, but also if you just build new habits that are really functional, then the dysfunctional will vanish. Yeah, exactly. And I think I I read the study like, hey, a lot more people are trying to go vegan because of health reasons, but like 80% fail. And it's this whole mental hurdle, basically, that is, I think, a big impediment. Because also, if you look like at a huge study, it's called the EPIC study, where 500,000 people participated. And the data showed that the more whole grains, legumes, uh, vegetables, uh, nuts and seeds, uh, and fruits people ate, the healthier they were. So it's not an all or nothing thing. It's 
well, it's all about your own goals and your own priorities. So for me, I see it as my job like, hey, this is optimal based on the current scientific evidence. This is least optimal. What are your goals? Let's let's start working towards that. And, and every step of the way, you will start e- uh, feeling better. So this whole approach from all or nothing, like, hey, I failed at this vegan diet, so I'll completely reset and go back to my former diet that maybe wasn't that healthy. It's like, no, eat, uh, focus on eating more vegetables, eating more grains, uh, uh, whole grains, eating more legumes adding that stuff and just really see it as a journey and check in how you feel and you'll feel uh, a lot better along the way this is what i love because if your belly is full with all these amazing nutrients then why go for the sugary donut or when you do a lot of workouts you also feel like hey i want to have something healthy because you feel that your body is craving for that so this is absolutely amazing however Talking about working out, what about my protein? That's a big thing. And that was my concern in the beginning as well, uh, until I found out about athletes that um, used a whole foods plant-based diet to start improving their performance. I was like, huh? can that be true? Basically, we are eating way too much protein. It's We usually think like the more protein, the better, but actually it should be like, what's the optimum protein level for me? And even... One of the big takeaways for me out of the Blue Zones is they don't have nutrition scientists there. They don't have uh, a dietitian saying like, you need this amount of carbs or this amount of protein. They don't know what a protein or a carb is. They just eat food. It's just as easily met as breathing if you eat a whole whole foods plant-based diet. When you breathe, you need oxygen. When you eat a whole foods plant-based diet, you meet all your protein levels. And the WHO, they said like, okay, you need about 12% of your total calories uh, from protein. That's easily met with a whole foods plant-based diet. And even uh, lower amounts, you'll be doing just fine. And just fun fact before I stop is... Uh, just interesting to look at mother's milk, like human uh, mother's milk. It only provides 2% of total calories from proteins, like this elixir that's uh, evolved for millions of years just to provide the best possible nutrition for babies, super low in protein. We don't need a lot of protein. And actually, that excess protein is really harming our health. Okay, that's great. So to build on that, where do the people in the blue zones get their protein from? Yeah, so protein basically is the building block of life. So everything that's living um, provides protein. So even fruit provides protein. So basically your whole diet. But some um, sources that are um, yeah, like extra protein bombs that are nice to uh, eat if you work out a lot, for instance, are just legumes. That's a really great source. They eat legumes every day. It can be chickpeas, black beans, kidney beans. I can make a rap song out of this, but uh, that's a great source. And then nuts and seeds, um, whole grains like uh, oatmeal is great, quinoa is great, buckwheat is great. Okay, if we have that covered, what are common nutrition deficiencies if I'm on a whole food plant-based diet? And also if I'm on my standard quote-unquote Dutch diet? Yeah, so great question. And I think it's a really important one to point out because... Uh, one of the things is like only 5 to 10% of people get enough of fruit and veggies. So a lot of people walk around with deficiencies. And fun fact, which is not really fun actually, but a lot of um, overweight and obese people actually are um, like um, starving nutritionally. So they're overweight, but actually underfed. That's a really interesting paradox. 
and I know I'm diverting a little bit out of your question, but why, one of the things why the Blue Zones inspire me is that these people that live there, they're not extremely disciplined to eat this healthy diet and always exercise, but it's a main takeaway is that their physical environment provides them with the healthiest option. For them, is the easiest option. For us in the West, it's the other way around. The unhealthiest option is the easiest option. That's why we fall prey to that. And so a lot of people that just eat a standard diet, actually, they are just a product of their surroundings. So at every corner, we have junk food. When you walk into the supermarket, 90% is processed. Your uh, grandfather or mother wouldn't uh, really see that as food. They would look, what are these crazy things that are laying around there? If you read the ingredient list, like all these things in there, they're just not food. So basically, choose food that where the food is the ingredient. I want to highlight what you just said. I love this. And I use it myself also sometimes. And I ask myself the question, hey, would my ancestors eat this or recognize it as food? And if not, what would be the consequence for me eating this in the long term? A lot of people just have deficiencies. And a big one of them is iron. Uh, iodine, almost everybody is fiber deficient. That's a huge one for your health. And fiber basically is code for plant, whole food, plant-based foods. And that's a thing as well that I try to stay away from in a sense. We're always talking um, in this, hey, I need how much protein, how much fiber, how much this or that. But we can make it so much simpler. And like, instead of saying I'm fiber deficient, no, I'm all foods plant-based deficient. I'm broccoli deficient. I am legume deficient. What I hear a lot is magnesium, omega-3. How about those? Yeah, sure. And iodine is also uh, a big one. Um, vitamin D as well. Um, yeah, B12 commonly about uh, with vegans. Calcium is also quite a common one. And vitamin A as well. First, when I started into this, I really started looking into this all these nutrients. Like, hey, I need this nutrient and I need, need that nutrient. But then just if you eat a variety of whole foods, plant-based food, you, you'll just get it pretty easy. So magnesium, great sources, whole grains, nuts and seeds, dark chocolate and dark green leafy vegetables. I think a great source for vitamin D is sunlight, actually. That is hard to attain in the Netherlands at the moment. So I choose a supplement. And vitamin D could also, for instance, be fatty fish. But then I go back to that whole package deal, basically. So if you eat fish, you also, yeah, you get great uh, omega-3, for instance. But the largest part of the fish is saturated fat. There's a lot of cholesterol in there. And now uh, there's also usually a lot of heavy metals in there, etc. So I think the best option for vitamin D would be to supplement it. I saw a body of research who said that if you put mushrooms in the sun and you wait for one hour or, or longer, it absorbs a lot of vitamin D. So what I do these days when I know, hey, it's a sunny day in the morning, I put some mushrooms out. Then when I cook my dinner... I grab the mushrooms and I, I make them. And I, I believe though I get a lot of vitamin D through that way in a, in a natural way. On top of, of course, walking because, yeah, we need sunlight exposure. Let's go to the next one. Omega-3. Great source for that. Flax seeds, um, chia seeds, and walnuts are some great sources, but also greens. And just to be certain, you could take a supplement, um, an algae-based supplement. And basically the fish, the, the reason that they have omega-3 is because they eat algae. What I do for my omegas is I take this uh, algae, that's marine phytoplankton, and they harvest it in the, the middle of the Netherlands, in the, the Flevopolder, and it's packed with omega-3. It's like a whole food powder. 
which to me feels better than taking a capsule. Yeah, so then iodine. Yeah, so iodine, um, great source for that. And I'm, I'm looking for the optimal way again for me is uh, sea vegetables. Yeah. And then the big, the big one for the vegans, B12. What I researched about it is almost everyone has a B12 deficiency. Yeah, so it's actually, it is more common in uh, vegetarians and vegans. But not a lot of people know that all animals that are grown in like 97% of all these animals are fed B12 as well. They are supplemented with B12 because in our society, we live so hygienic uh, that we don't get uh, exposed to B12 anymore. Like it's it's produced by an... Uh, um, like a bacteria. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you. So, and it's it's in the water, it's in the it's in the soil, etc. And usually when, just by eating also or drinking out of... Uh, um, a river or whatever we would meet our b12 re- re- requirements but now everything is so clean etc which is great because now we don't have uh, cholera or those kinds of Ill- illnesses but we just need to supplement them and then there's one other that zinc where do people find their zinc zinc i think um i have to check i think it's brazil nuts uh, yeah as far as my knowledge go on that it's a couple of nuts and seeds and, and legumes are great sources. So if I'm correctly, when I listen to you, you say B12 and only vitamin D during these months and the rest of the year only B12. Yeah, and uh, just to be sure, you could supplement um, omega-3 as well if you want to be totally certain. Yeah. Hey, this sounds really doable. Yeah. It doesn't sound like I need to spend all my money on supplements to, to, to meet my deficiencies. No, and I think that's a, that's a big thing. Like uh, they've done huge meta studies where uh, they followed people that, for instance, took uh, multivitamin, et cetera. And the thing is, or what I find challenging with supplements is that people think they can fix their health by just adding in some supplements. Just everything is provided in a whole foods plant-based diet, basically. It's very logical, actually. For millions of years, the only thing that was available was food. And now in the supermarkets, everything is uh, refined and we lose a lot of nutrients and we get all confused. But it's actually when we go back to basics, it's just, okay, uh, what is real food uh, grown out of the soil, minimally processed? Uh, sure, I can heat it or I can cut it into pieces and then eat it. But that's uh, that's where our bodies are used to uh, to eat. So it's, yeah, we just should go back to that and then all is taken care of. Wow, I love it. And w- one thing I want to add is, People say you are what you eat. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's you are what you don't poop, mm. which means it's what you absorb. And a lot of these supplements, they are not absorbable because the body does not recognize it as food. So you can spend a lot of money, but a lot of it is is wasted. Not all supplements are created equally. So be aware when you supplement what you get and know the manufacturer know what they put in it because the law around supplements is not well regulated and they can put in a lot of stuff and put something else on the label and it's really messed up so just know what you do know what you eat that's why it's so simple like hey this is a potato and if it's an organic one hey then i'm even more sure that it's just a potato yeah yeah for sure just to touch on a little bit significant to have organic foods or non-organic foods for me, like the best food is biodynamic organic food or regenerative farmed food. So where they really look at the whole scope. So um, just to, as an example, like um, 
when you eat vegetables that are grown with uh, pesticides, etc., basically we are mining nutrients. So the soil gets depleted uh, until it goes to become a desert. Uh, and the desert doesn't provide any nutrients. Then organic is like neutral. It doesn't deplete the soil. It doesn't make it better. And then uh, we have um, biodynamic, organic, or regenerative farming. It actively uh, makes the soil better. And um, yeah, thereby it is also, uh, I keep coming back to the soil, but the soil is where the fruit and veggies get their nutrients from. So that's why it's really important to have a great soil. I love the the great granny question again. Like the great granny wouldn't say organic foods. They would say food. So uh, Ice, if I'm a high achiever and I listen to this podcast and I want to optimize my performance, I want to feel amazing. Mm. I want to balance my well-being. I want to do it all. Where do I start? Yeah, so basically uh, you have to invest a bit of your time just to really understand like what's optimal, what's least optimal, and then set your goals from there. So. If you want to have an optimal diet, you should have your diet based, like the the bulk of your uh, caloric intake should be whole food, plant-based nutrition. And just find a way to make the easiest choice, the healthiest choice for yourself. Just really think about um, like how how you can provide that for yourself. So when to cook, uh, when to get those meals, and don't really worry about um, eating some quote-unquote junk food every now and then but really focus on creating that little blue zone in your own house or where you spend the most time yeah and so what is something that really worked with your clients that you worked with most households they only eat about um yeah six to nine recipes that's not a lot every week so one of the strategies is to just help people find a recipe that they enjoy, that is nutritious, that is delicious, that should be first actually, and then go from there. So if you have one recipe that you know is simple, uh, but also delicious and nutritious, uh, then get that in your habit. When that's in your habit, go to the next one, go to the next one until your main habit uh, yeah, revolves around this repertoire of the, uh, yeah, delicious and easy recipes that you love. Mm, I love that you come back to habits because I'm all about those habits. Anyway, I'm getting really hungry, Ice. So what I would like to add is it is simple, not easy. When you make a change, you know, you'll have resistance. You have to work through it. You have to invest time to have new recipes. It's it's a journey, but it's worth it because your body is the only place you really have to live. There is not a one size fits all because we are all a little different. So check in with what works for you. And I would... I would say seek personal advice if this is something you struggle with. And it could be the mental, emotional part about making changes or just the advice part. And one person to really, really do this with is with Eisbrand. So where can people find you? Um, a great way is just go to my LinkedIn, Eisbrand Straatman, or go to my website, which is www.thehealthyheart.nl. Yeah, and we spoke about you have something for these good people, right? Yes, I have a nice little ebook. Um, it is in Dutch at the moment, but I think I will translate it in English if that's helpful for you guys. Um, and yeah, I can make that available. That really just goes into um, just simplifying food. Just get back to basics. And if you read that ebook, you will really understand like, ah, these are the areas I need to focus on and just cut through all the bullshit around nutrition. That really helps with that. It's a small, very uh, easy, digestible little book. Wow, Eisbrand. 
Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with all the listeners. I appreciate besides being here, I appreciate you a lot as a person and how much you do for creating the blue zone and people you help to get off the heart disease. And you're such an amazing human being. Thank you so much. I love you, man. Great, man. Well, thanks. Love you too. And uh, great for having me. And uh, likewise uh, with you, also always very inspired, uh, inspired with all the stuff you do. And we do talk for hours about this stuff because we're total nerds for this. And it's uh, great to share this with you. Thanks everyone for listening and make sure to check in about any trifability domain that you would like me to go into to find inspiring guests to interview. And uh, we'll make sure to put it out for you. Bye-bye.